Good morning. If you're listening to this, I have indeed started a new podcast. I'm calling it Synchronize Your Dogmas. And uh, we want to continue to explore ideas, philosophies, theology, um, all sorts of ideas. And uh, I want to talk them out, talk out my thoughts and ideas, hopefully uh, bring some order to my own thinking in the process. Uh, But I'm choosing to use uh, this podcasting app, Anchor, because it allows um, people to call in. And so if this triggers some thoughts for you or some questions that you have, please don't hesitate to use um, the Anchor app to send me a voice message, or you can find my email address in the, in the, um, the blurb, and uh, don't, don't hesitate to send me an email uh, with a thought or a question. You know, I did think that even people's questions could uh, trigger me to do a little bit more research and maybe um, you can send me a question instead of spending 10 minutes on Google yourself. I'll spend 10 minutes on Google, learn something for myself and then teach it to you. Anywho, uh, this morning I came up with an idea to talk about what if truth is a person? I come to this because truth is such a difficult thing um, to conceptualize, to talk to other people about, and especially in the modern context, uh, that postmodern context of um, everything being subjective, the idea of truth has been eroded to the point where You could quite easily be in a conversation with somebody about a topic and they can completely discount your opinion, um, your facts, your proofs. So they can just discount so much in a blasé, haphazard, lazy argument that everything is subjective and there is no real truth. It seems to become ingrained into society even though most people don't even know uh, where this thought and this philosophy comes from. As far as my understanding is, it comes from um, the French critical tradition. Um, I'm probably wrong on the name, Foucault. Anyway, apparently some people were reading books and trying to figure out what they mean. And one day someone who couldn't figure out the meaning uh, of a book came up with the wonderful solution to the problem and just say that nothing means anything or everything means everything which is effectively the same thing I'm being a little bit glib there but basically the idea is if you were to read a book uh, by an author and you were trying to uh, think about the deep meaning of the book and what it's trying to tell you you could come up with multiple theories multiple um, concepts, multiple themes that the that you think the author is trying to communicate to you. Some of those might be quite reasonable assumptions based on the text, but it's very easy to go from there to um, finding meanings that are completely unintend- unintended and possibly have very little um, proof or indication from the text that they're trying to convey. So that's the basic idea, and it's kind of bled out from uh, from the critique and study of texts and books. 
into wider society um, where every idea, um, every social norm has now been looked at through this lens of postmodernism and it's been deconstructed and the end result is nothing is true, anything that purports to be true um, may possibly be true for the person who who holds that belief but to everybody else it's a really take it or leave it proposition and uh, at an extreme um, those that use this um, postmodernism as an attack vector use it to dismantle um, the truth of others and um, as I said if your truth is only for you then one way to dismantle your truth is to attack you dismantle you and your truth goes away with you so that's why um, continuing to find an anchor in truth find a uh, way of talking about truth that can't be assaulted by postmodernism is so important and you know I had a little thought flash into my mind as I thought about this podcast truth is a person what if truth is a person there's a lot of uh, psychological uh, discussion around our perception that the things that we perceive around us the tree that we walk past the car that's on the road that these things aren't very real without the act of perception bringing them into our mind um, it's a it's a complex idea and I probably can't explain it as well as somebody like Jordan Peterson but without an object being perceived it's kind of meaningless I, I would say that's a better thing of course the car is still sitting on the road uh, without without someone perceiving it but is it a car does it have any meaning or intrinsic value or or purpose not really um, it's again complicated but uh, suffice to say that nothing really appears until it is appearing in your consciousness as you apprehend it see it heal it hear it feel it touch it so there's so the materialist idea that something is outside of perception outside of our consciousness um, that it always exists you know you know is the does the tree falling in the forest make a sound if there's no one to hear it well I guess this argument is that no it doesn't make a sound because sound by definition has to be heard to be a sound um, maybe it makes vibrations in the air uh, maybe you know, it does that but without somebody to hear it the meaning of sound the meaning of a crashing tree in the forest is all without uh, context without meaning I've got to try and tie this all back into where I'm going I said that um, the postmodernist critique on on texts and language uh, started with the idea of trying to um, decode or decipher the meaning that's held within a book and the difficulty there is to find one meaning from a book and 
I have this wonderful idea. If the author of a, of a book is still alive, you can go and ask them. You could go and talk to the author of the book and say, hey, you wrote this, uh, you know, I'm not sure what it means. Um, it seems like it might have multiple meanings. Can you tell us your intent when writing this document? And the author most likely has an intent. They most likely have one uh, meaning that they are trying to uh, communicate through their text. Maybe if they're quite complicated, complex uh, author, maybe they do have multiple meanings hidden um, amongst the text. But the likelihood of finding an author that has uh, no meaning or all meaning um, embedded in their text as an intention seems low unless you're talking to a madman or maybe some kind of genius beyond uh, my comprehension. So I'm just going back to that beginning argument of of postmodernism that when reading a text you could attribute any meaning to it so what meaning is is real there there is none because it's all subjective if the author of the text is alive you can go and talk to them and find out concretely what the intention of the text is now it doesn't work if the author is already dead but the argument still works even if the author is dead 1,000 years, you read their text, you don't understand it, or you find that there could be multiple meanings to it. If you had a time machine, you could go back 1,000 years into the history, talk to that author, and they would tell you their intention. So the truth of the matter is there is an intention uh, behind that text. There is a particular meaning. In fact, there might be a couple, you know, more than one meaning to the text that's intended by the author. So there really is a truth to what the text is supposed to be trying to communicate. Now, you may not be able to discover it if the, the author is already dead, if they did not leave any other writing um, that informs you about the meaning of their text, but the text has a meaning. The author had an intention, whether you know it or not. And I think that um, defeats that that question in my mind and you know I can't claim to be super brilliant and surely someone's had this argument before but that works for me so the truth cannot be found necessarily in the text um, with the text as the only context but with the with being able to communicate with the author you can find the true meaning So, truth comes from people. When we perceive things, we perceive the truth of them. What was once, uh, before it was perceived, a lump of metal, um, maybe a complicated um, collection of metal and other materials sitting on the road, uh, and once it's perceived by a human, the meaning, the truth of it, car, mode of transport, become apparent. So truth can only be perceived by humans and or people and truth can only be garnered from questioning and communicating with another person. So what if truth is tied directly to people? That there may not be truth outside of a person.
if that's the case, it bears thinking about. Now what if, going on from there, the ultimate truth is bound in a person, bound in a God. Now I just wanted to speak for a moment on the Bible. The Bible is a text difficult to interpret. And as many scholars and even people who are not particularly learned will point out to you that it is full of contradictions and um, maybe mistakes or errors. Now, the Bible, written by human hands, people, people who make mistakes, people who contradict themselves, people who are untrust, uh, untrustworthy witnesses, even in modern day you know, we all should be aware that people are not particularly fallible witnesses uh, to past events. You know, a witness in a, in a murder trial, uh, their testimony should be taken with a grain of salt because our memories aren't very good. So, no wonder the Bible is filled with factual errors and inconsistencies uh, between people's stories. But doesn't that point to an even greater truth that it is written by people and it is genuine if it was smoothed out and ironed out of all its wrinkles every inconsistency uh, picked out by the editors and uh, and removed to maintain some kind of perfect consistency and uh, cohesion sounds a little bit uh, fake to me now what about if the the truth that the Bible is about is a person, a God person, then maybe that too might uh, explain some of the inconsistencies. What father is, is, has not experienced anger towards his children sometimes, even though the vast majority of the time he loves them? So if you were to say that the father loves the children, that would be true um, but then if you wrote that the father was angry with the children and punished them that would also be true does that inconsistency between the two states of the father mean the father isn't real or isn't true yet people would also quite often say about the bible uh, that god behaves in one way in one part of the bible and a different way in another part of the bible and it also claims in the Bible that the, the Father is, the, that God is consistent and true. Well, a father who loves his children is consistent and true, even though sometimes he is angry with the children and punishes them. So again, food for thought. I'm going to leave it there. If anyone listens to you to this, this thank you for listening. Um, and like I said, please communicate with me and uh, thank you very much bye just a quick addendum um, I was oversimplified uh, the origins of critical theory as starting with Foucault there were a number of um, French in particular philosophers that were part of that uh, the gen genesis of that idea uh, Foucault is one of them and it is arguable uh, you know who started it or whether he was, um, how important he was in that process. But just to, that was just a quick aside.